3: Two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. The Lions social media team is amazing. They're so good. Their tweets are fantastic. And do you know Joy Taylor? I did see Fox? this one. Yeah, yes. yeah.
4: Because uh, Dan had the uh, the helmet on. Yeah, like for the F one like race or whatever, the Grand Prix, yeah. the Grand Prix or whatever. Yeah.
3: Right. So he was like uh, the ambassador or whatever you call that. So he's wearing the the racing helmet. And Colin Cowherd does this whole thing with Joy Taylor about what a joke he is. He's like, would Andy Reid ever do that? Would Bill Belichick ever do that? Yes. Detroit, we want better for you. And you watch this clip, and it's just hysterical that the Lions clap back at him. Like, Dan Campbell, nobody gave this guy a chance. Everybody thought he was a laughing stock. The owner had to come out and stick up for him last year when they were 1-5, in and now look at him.
4: Well, it's so... When he came in, and I think this is very important because we always talk about everybody says when they take over a new job for a losing team, whether it's in college or the pros, especially in football, what's the one word that they talk about? We're going to change the culture, change the culture,
3: got to change the culture. Oh, and by the way, the past has nothing to do with us.
4: This is the ultimate job of Dan Campbell when that press conference was held and he took over. Yeah, it was a little bit for the fans. It was mostly for the guys in that locker room. It was for the guys that were going to be in that locker room. And it's for the ones not in the right now. Because, Dan Campbell, we just heard just the beginning. It's for the guys that they're going to go after in free agency or that they're draft this year. This is the mentality that he has set for this franchise. It is going to be physical. You are going to feel the pain, whether it's a win or loss, you're going to feel the pain of playing against the Detroit Lions. And he has absolutely changed the culture where nobody thought the culture could be changed. When was the last time? And let's just talk about the forward ownership where any coach came in and and did anything with the culture. No, they all get fired and they never get jobs again. Like, go
3: down the list. Morningwig, Marinelli, Marinelli, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jim Coldwell, yeah. Matt Patricia, the great defensive coordinator now for Philadelphia. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz, who you could play in the Super Bowl, the great D.C. for the Browns. Like, honestly, all these coaches say the same stupid crap and it never materialized. And then Dan Campbell comes along. And he did change everything. So when he joins us at eight o'clock, yeah, I mean, I want a three-minute answer how he did it. How did well, do it? How did you do something
4: that nobody else did? Well, it, because he's genuine. Like and and I don't mean to throw everybody else under the bus because when they say culture and they and they know what they've got to do, but they don't have a blueprint for doing it, or they're saying it because it's the it's what you're supposed to say at a at a at an introductory press conference. They try and win the press conference. Dan Campbell, everything that we've said, and and whether it's Joy Taylor pointing out the fact that he's wearing a helmet and, oh, it would only be funny if it was Andy Reid because they've done something. Right, right, right. Dan Campbell is as genuine an individual as you're going to get, whether he's on with us on Tuesday mornings, he's talking to the media on Wednesdays, it's post games with TJ. That's exactly who Dan Campbell is. It's not an act. He is as genuine and as individual as you're gonna find. And if fans and I know we we every once in a while we'll take calls. I met Dan Campbell at the mall, where he was, you know, his daughter was playing volleyball, and he was there. He is exactly what he is when you guys interview him. That's Dan Campbell. He's as genuine and as an individual as you will find.
3: That to me is the best part about this
4: entire story.
3: That that guy. Emperor and Brad Holmes and Chris Spielman and you got Disney, and you got Dorsey, even Rod Wood, right? Rod Wood gets a lot of crap, right? I mean, <laughs> we got to give credit it's... to everybody. And of course, Sheila Ford. Sheila Ford, I truly believe this and we'll get to the cause momentarily. But when Sheila Ford stood there at Ford Field three years ago and Calvin Johnson was being yeah. honored Lions and fans. all the fans were booing her and she's like, it's all right. I, I think I know what that was. She was allowing Lions fans to do what they needed to do.
4: Voice their...
3: Absolutely. Sell the team moment. Absolutely. She didn't... You know what Sheila Ford did <laughs> Gors, not do?
4: Gorge could take a yeah. picture out Sheila of her Sheila
3: Ford did not call a couple beat writers in the middle of the night to say, you know what? Yeah. We do a lot, except for winning. It's not that big of a deal. Yes. We do a lot of charitable things. We'll get to that later on in the program. No, but at that moment... All those fans voiced their displeasure. She's like, it's all right. It's all right. And then, of course, she stuck up for Campbell last year. And next thing you know, I, I feel she's learned from her parents. She watched her parents struggle with the ownership of this team. Yeah. And-, and next thing you know, you're division champs. I mean, it's awesome. All the way around. It want is. Want to go to the calls? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Jerry on a cell. You're on the ticket. Hey, Jerry, how are you?
0: Good. How about yourself? Good. Good. Call from mom. Answer it.
2: I was uh, 61 years old. Like you guys just said, I didn't think I would ever see it. So happy. But now I don't have to root for another team. I love football. It was my uh, my favorite sport to watch on TV. I always had to have that backup team. In the 70s, it was the Steelers. In the 80s, it was um, the Broncos. And the '90s, San Francisco, the Mitty, and uh, I always had to have the second team to enjoy football. Now I can enjoy just the line, you
6: know. So.
4: Yeah, it's it's it is amazing. You don't have to wait for the lines to be mathematically eliminated, and then you could pick up with another team. Who is it that you want to win the Super Bowl? Now you've got division champs, and you start looking at with two weeks left, what could possibly happen?
3: Do we give credit to all the people that never jump ship? I think they deserve credit, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. All the people that never became a Steelers fan or a Niners fan or a Broncos fan, I think those people deserve a lot of credit because it was easy to jump ship. Mm -hmm. Let's go to, uh, how about G uh, G in Redford? You're on the ticket. Hey, G, how are
6: you? Hey, guys, I'm doing great, man. I was listening to your commentary. I'm actually heading into work and uh, just to go sidebar for all of 10 seconds. I listen to you and John uh, speak about uh, the past, of course, and I, and I can't help but think about our woeful, woeful Pistons. Like I said, for all the 10 seconds, what is the perfect elixir? What, 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 what can be done with this organization? John, c- can you help us professionally?
4: Uh, I mean, I don't know, bring Dan Campbell in for a little pep talk. Uh, Bite some kneecaps. Put that mentality, the culture, into the into the Pistons. I, that, that's about the only thing you could possibly think about right now because they're about to set a record.
3: Gee, I would say sell the team, but that's a ridiculous thought. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
4: how could anybody possibly? What do you got about the Lions?
6: What I got about the Lions is, I'll be honest, my brother lives in Atlanta, no joke. He just got married. And his wife said, "I want a Lions shirt." He went online and bought her one yesterday. It's a good man. And She's a Georgia girl, Georgia girl, Georgia peach, and she go she walk around in Lions gear in Atlanta. Fantastic! It's spreading. Phenomenal!
4: It is spreading, it is, isn't it?
6: Wow! Like wildfire.
0: Thank you, Jim. Uh, have a great day at work, man.
6: It's incredible, man.
0: Thank yep. you God. Yep. yeah man. Bye-bye. You know how he it, he brought up the Pistons and tying it into the Lions and everything. We when we talked a little bit about the Pistons, I think last week when I was still in here, I think a catastrophic mistake Troy Weaver made was not bringing in any veteran presence. Yeah, there is nobody. I honestly think these guys are so young; they're they're ignorant to what you have to do in the NBA to win. How to be handle yourself in a coach in the NBA cannot. Pass that down. Hey, it has got to be a rep, uh, an example set. And the reason I brought that up with the Lions is I the, the people you need to thank this morning, maybe uh, down the list and have forgotten, are guys like Michael Brockers, who came in here and he carried to the field in the locker room what Dan Campbell wanted. You know? Well, it's so a locker what, room. We
4: didn't really carry it to the field, but.
0: Uh, uh, well, right. But. That was important. Yeah, He set the example. Jamal Williams set the example of what Dan Campbell wanted. That translated into the locker room. And I I do think you sit here on a morning like this and yeah, we will play Monday morning quarterback forever with this Jalen Carter stuff, potentially. This happened because you you brought in guys that are all about the same mission. And eventually, yeah, you got to bring in your few bad seeds maybe or your few guys that you know, they're going to kind of not maybe be representative of the Campbell way and Campbell culture because you need talent. Yeah, but I, so I, I, th- they'll have to find that mix down the road. But this, this is, I think, to more, winning the North right now this quick, and what you guys have said about Campbell is an endorsement of. Bringing in all the guys that are the good guys, quote the good, you know. Well, they they can also
3: play. That's the thing. You're right about Michael Brockers, but what about the job that Brad Holmes did? Like he got all kinds of crap for drafting Jameer Gibbs. How good is Jameer Gibbs, right? How this fast
4: is, is that dude? His Man.
3: cutting ability. All of a sudden, Jmo Williams, right? Look at Jmo. Last two games, seven targets. Then he had six targets on Sunday against Minnesota. This offense, and I don't want to say unstoppable because they have been stopped. But damn, when that offensive line is healthy
4: and you have talk about veterans, what? holy cow. So you've got some veterans. Like who did he bring in, right? It, and it, the first thing was Jared Goff because his timeline fit better with this team than Matthew Stafford's. And Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. He's had he's he's had his career crapped on. By his head coach, by his team that drafted him, he comes to Detroit, he is very much like Dan Campbell. Now, he doesn't say the same things or do the same things as Dan Campbell does, but he is a tough-minded individual. He's a leader on the football field who can handle a four-game stretch where... He he justifies why L. A. got rid of him, and then you got guys on defense. Everybody wants to talk about Alex Anzalone. How, you know, it, they've crapped on him since he's oh, been yeah. here, he's and been then, and and he gets the extension. Everybody says, why are you extending him? Because you have to have leadership. You've got to have some guys that have played a few years that can go along with an Aiden Hutchinson, that can go along with a Kirby Joseph, a Brian Branch, a Penny Sewell, all these guys that are in their first, second, or third year, Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, he is a dog, but he's young. And you have to have some of that veteran leadership because you compare it to the Pistons, and right now, what do the Pistons have in terms of veteran leadership? They got Boyan and Monty Morris. Come on.
3: But, and
0: that's the thing. When the boat starts to rock, and the, you brought up the Calvin Johnson humiliation moment, moment for f- ownership, the boat was real rocky then, and Dan Campbell was 4-19, and I was very critical of Campbell at that point. I, I was we starting to say, yeah. I, but I was like, you know what? You're on pace to be Marty Morningweg, so why would you be able to keep your job? And when that boat was real rocky like that, it was the guys inside the locker room that kept it steady, and then it flipped.